and I'm in. All right, Nick is in the chat. Yeah, buddy. And I won't be pressing extra buttons this time to fuck it all up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. So, welcome to another edition of Wrestling is Trash, a nonsensical podcast to where we talk about professional wrestling past, present, and quite possibly the future. And speaking of the future, I mean, we we live in the future right now to where we are watching for the first time a WrestleMania that is going to be two nights and attended in front of a non-live studio audience. And that's just some futuristic shit that blows my mind because I never thought in all my years of watching professional wrestling that this be some shit that I would be a witness to. But I tell you one thing before we get started proper, like there'll be one thing about night one and night two that I will not be a witness to. And I'm pretty sure you already fucking know it. I ain't watching no goddamn AJ Styles versus the motherfucking Undertaker. I don't give a goddamn if he's the American badass. I don't care if he's the Canadian badass. I don't care if he's the dead man reincarnated or whatever the fuck he's going to be. I ain't watching that shit. So there. Joining me on the special edition of Wrestling This Trash live on Podbean and wherever else this is being put out at is uh, the main man because he's the only man that's here other than me, Mr. Nick Anicelli. How are you, sir? Good. How are you doing, bro? Hanging in there, man. Uh, blocking coronaviruses with fireballs and tiger claws and all kind of other crazy shit. <laughs> I knew that training you did would pay off. See, I know, man. It's, it's it's all for a purpose. They tell you that in boot camp when they're sitting you down freaking crisscross applesauce because I can't say Indian style no more for whatever fucking reason. And uh, it's like it's for a reason that you're sitting here on this concrete with your legs crossed and your back all out of whack and everything. It's the, get you poised and ready for when you're sitting in that position holding your rifle in all the elements and doing all the things and whatnot. It makes sense later. Yeah, it does. <laughs> no, but pretty, pretty excited for tonight. Um, this is two things briefly, like really briefly. I wanted mm-hmm. to cover and ask your opinion before we started. So one, I, I got to think, and I think it's because they've had a lot of time to record a bunch of stuff, but some of these promos going into Mania have been some of the best I've ever seen going into a Mania. Yeah, because I mean you've cut out the live aspect of it. And, you know, some people in that environment is freaking, um, you know, it, it's it kind of shaky because you got to compensate for the crowd. And some people, you know, they have the ability to ad lib. So, I mean, when you got a crowd giving you that feedback and everything, you kind of adjust your, your things and whatnot. But since there's nobody there and whatnot, it's just you say whatever comes to your mind. Hell, we got somebody in the chat trying to jump in. Who is this? Fuck it, we're gonna put them in the call. Hey, this is Mac. Hello. And um what? what's what going on with WrestleMania, man? WrestleMania is poop. Because <laughs> nobody's gonna be there, man. So uh, I was kinda wanting to know how they're gonna run this stuff. Yeah, you're just gonna be wrestling. It's it's already uh, pre recorded. I hope I'm not upsetting anyone by saying that, but I'm pretty sure at this point it's verbally known everywhere. So this will also be the first WrestleMania, as Rob was saying, with no attendance and two nights and also not live. On the Wrestling Inc. Uh, podcast going over SmackDown last night, Matt Morgan, Glenn Rubenstein, Justin Barr, they were actually saying this will be the first time, like, say, Drew McIntyre is going to be able to watch his WrestleMania match as it's going instead of just being in it or something like that. And, that- and I actually thought that was actually pretty cool to see. 
and think about. That's a crazy notion as well. Because, I mean, you can. Well, what what yeah, about ahead. Bray Wyatt? I mean. I mean, that that whole thing there is just made for a, 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 a production like this, you know, because, I mean, it was going to be pre-recorded anyway. You got to imagine if it was going to be some funky kind of House of Horrors match or Firefly Funhouse match or some crazy shit like that. You, you got to imagine that that was going to have some pre-produced uh, elements anyway. So now you just pre-produce the whole thing. John Cena is a big movie star now, so he's going to bring some cinematic expertise to this whole thing. It's gonna be fucking crazy. It'll be, uh, I think it'll be way better than the House of Horrors match that we got with Bray Wyatt, yes. and Randy Orton previous. Yes, I agree a hundred percent. So, so what, what, what you um looking most forward to on the freaking um card there, homeboy? Well, hopefully everything. I know everything stays, I believe, but because they got to get their um acting in the show as well. I mean, I just don't understand why they're going to do it without an audience. Coronavirus, homeboy. <laughs> well, obviously, yeah. I knew that, but I mean, do you think there is going to be simulated the same, or do you think it'll be So do you mean they're going to always been? So do you think they're going to put like a computer-generated crowd in there, some crazy shit like that? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I don't know, man. It's gonna be nah, nah. They're they're gonna they're gonna keep it exactly how they've been doing it. That's the reason they're doing the Fire Five Funhouse match, the Boneyard match, just to switch things up and take like those characters kind of out of the element and put them where they belong, kind of thing. I yeah. mean, how many wrestlers have tested positive, or have they ever been checked? Well, there's spec none have. Yeah, there's speculation, but there's nothing concrete confirmed. Who are they speculating? Uh, the Miz is one. Um, because yeah, but I, I think Miz isn't because if you watch SmackDown last night, unless they try making the change today or tomorrow, like during Mania, like someone got beat up backstage or something, it seems like that that Triple Threat ladder match is still happening. Yeah. I mean, don't they don't they still have to keep the six foot distance? <laughs> yeah, no. uh, <laughs> I mean, how are they gonna fight if they gotta stay six foot from each other? I don't yeah. know. We 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 seen some magic happen before, <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. It, it's gonna be a weird thing or whatever. Because like, um, from what your point that you just brought up is just fucking crazy. I mean, the time I mean, I think they right should now. do. I think they should do all weapons matches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. Because like, you because uh, you gotta keep six foot distance. So if you bring in a kendo stick, that's a six to ten foot pull. You know what I'm saying? Like kind of like the Grinch. Yeah. Yeah. Now they got to touch him with the And then yeah, you know, I don't know. We we don't know the resources that WWE has. It is a billion dollar company. They have a whole bunch of resources and whatnot. They could probably provide testing on site, some kind of you know decontamination or whatever. I don't even know if that's a a thing to where it'll make their environment safe for them to do things and the whatnots. So I mean, who knows. Uh, uh, like, also, do you think they're testing the 5G that they talk about? <laughs> are they testing that here in America, or are they just going to let it go? I don't know, man. That's a, another uh, point of contingency as well. I've seen articles as early as last night to where people are burning down 5G towers in their area because they believe it's some link to the coronavirus. 
What's your thought on that? What do you think? It's fucking crazy, man. I, I know that I'm doing my part as best as I can to protect myself, my family, and all those surrounding me to not spread the disease and all this other poop. You know, I'm washing my hands more so than I have ever done in my life at this point, I believe. And I, I'm just, after all this blows over, I hope that we as a society are in a better place. We are more conscious of our health habits and everything. We're not in motherfucking Walmart putting your naked ass hands on these goddamn grapes and fruits and shit, tasting them like it's fucking, that's what you're supposed to fucking do. You don't do that shit. God I damn. mean, where I'm at, they uh, have a order for grocery stores to limit their customers to two people in the store. Oh, I mean, wh- whereabouts you at, if you don't mind? Ohio. Okay. Yeah, Um, I haven't seen it to that extreme here yet where I am. Um, they do enforce the six feet of separation as much as possible in my local Walmart. They even got signs and stickers and shit on the floor and the walls to tell you how far apart you are from the person in front of you. So, I mean, they haven't done anything crazy like that. I've known them to open the store um, and allowing the first couple of hours of shopping to be for the elderly and those who right, uh, right, right, and stuff like that. That's the same here, man. But, my uh, my job's actually probably going to get shut down within this week coming up, you know, because they're not following p- protocol. Hey, man, don't put your job on blast. <laughs> yeah, I know huh? you need to work. We all need to. <laughs> I mean, um, how, at least I'm still making money, but it's yeah. kind of going to suck. Yeah. So what, b- before we get into the card proper or whatever, I, my last question about the, um, the world as of current. Um Oh, man, are, are uh, what do you think about Trump and giving away his Trump, Trump, Trump. say that one more time? I said, What do you think about Trump and him giving away his Trump dollars, uh, his stimulus package? You know, man, I, I'm kind of skeptical about this because I'm not sure if we have to pay it back next year, claiming his income. You know, I don't really know, I don't think we will because it's Trump's money, man, mm-hmm. you know. It's like a gift for the poor. Yeah. Well, from uh, what I understand and um, what they've been putting out there, it, it won't be taxable on the next tax return. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. And then they raised the unemployment by $600 on top of what it normally was. And I so think they, people that are uh, jobless right now, people that have lost their jobs, they're going to get an extra 600 on that? Yeah. So whatever normal unemployment rate they were going to get, they're getting an the extra 600 on top of that. So my wife and I, because I am married, she uh, is lo- just lost her job due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And um, I'm still working. So it re- was originally would have been $2,400 for us both together. And she'll get a 600 So that'd be like 3000 Yeah. See? It's it's working out. So I mean, it's better than zero, in my opinion. It could be more, but it's better than zero. I mean, I'm glad that the government's given us money, you know, to help us go through these hard times of hardships. Yeah, but as I said once again, it could be better, but it could be zero. Because damn, I think other countries they're paying up to eighty-five to ninety percent of their people's wage, their freaking income. 
to help them sustain themselves during these crazy times. And we only getting a funky twenty four hundred dollars or whatever. But hey, once again, better than zero. <laughs> right. So let's go back to wrestling, man, because I'm kind of like I like I love wrestling, man. I wish I could do that shit, you know. But with the brain injury, I'm not sure if they would let me do that. Brain injury? What you do? You, you did a diving headbutt off of some shit? No, I was in a car accident when I was three, put in a coma for almost two weeks. It was actually 13 days I was in a coma. Shit. You so I, got, I suffered a traumatic brain injury. Uh, I am doing what I can do to be a productive citizen of the society. Um, you know, I can do pretty much anything anybody else can do. Word. So, I mean, we commend you, sir. You know, I mean, you, you came overcame a lot of adversity to be where you are now, and I'm glad that you're thriving and you're here with us talking about some wrestling shits. So, uh, right on, man. I love wrestling, man. Rock on. Yeah. So, we're going to go ahead and transition over. I, I would hope for you to stay around in the chat and uh, interact with us and everything, but we're going to kick the cards here proper, all right? All right. Right on, man. What's up, my team? All right. So, you know, right, going into Nick, it. What you got? Yep. So going into it, the first one we got, we got um the only I'm going with this one first only because it's the only one that match that's been announced so far. On mm-hmm. Raw, Kevin Owens said that, you know, on Saturday I'll see you. So Kevin Owens versus Rollins. Seth Owens I said Seth Owens and Kevin Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um yeah, um, I'm kind of looking forward to this match. Um, I, I, I think it got a little wonky with given the fact of everything that's going on, you know, from as much as I've been keeping up with it. But, um, yeah, it, it should be a great match. Who, who do you perceive being the winner? Because I, I, I think they're going to stick with Seth Rollins for whatever reason. But it would be in their I, best interest for Kevin Owens. I'm going with KO. I'm going with KO. But you know it's going to be a good match. You know this is going to be a really good match. Mm-hmm. And then – how do you think, because um, I've watched some of the live uh, crowdless shows and whatnot, and it, it doesn't really seem to me that it's affecting their performance too much. But being this is like, this is KO's first, I mean, not first, uh, fourth uh, active roster WrestleMania event. I think this is what Seth's, uh, what, fifth, maybe? I don't know. Could be uh, maybe six, but, maybe seven. But they've been to the big stage before. They've been in front of these high-capacity crowds. And now to just try to throw themselves all out there with no one in attendance, do you think that's weighing heavily on them? Um, Probably, because I bet you this match would definitely be a match that would have the crowd going. Mm-hmm. So seeing that, um, I definitely think it's going to be a challenge. But they both have a good brain for the business, so they probably pulled something out of something out of their ass. What I have enjoyed about these crowdless uh, <laughs> wrestling events is that damn, uh, you can hear them talking shit to each other. <laughs> yeah, I do like that. Especially Kevin Owens. You can hear him naturally with a crowd, so in front of no one, it's pretty funny. Yeah, um, that guy that they slingshotted up to the roster, um, Austin Theory. Uh, I yeah. watched take on uh, Tyler Breeze for NXT and everything, and he was talking all the mad shit, <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious as hell, and uh, uh, what I thought in my mind that somebody brought into existence on uh, freaking uh, the internet, 
I thought with his current uh, facial hair situation that he looked like a mini Laura Sullivan, and somebody else brought that up as well. <laughs> yes, yes, that was actually pretty funny. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I'll go with KO on this one. Yep. So you got KO. I'm still going with uh, Seth Rollins. So we are opposed in this match, sir. Early so, in the beginning, we already are. Hell yeah. So what, right. what we got? Continuing on. The next one, I, we were kind of speaking about it with if people are sick or not. I think as of right now, it's going to happen. If it doesn't, it's because they did like some backstage attack. But you've got the Usos, the New Day, Miz and Morrison in a ladder match for the titles. Obviously, we know this can be another great one because the Usos and New Day, just their chemistry alone. And then it's kind of hard, in my opinion, to really mess up a ladder. But uh, who do you got here? Um, I don't think the Miz and them will retain if it's just a regular match or whatever. But, um, yeah, I'm going with the uh, Usos maybe because they've been on a long hiatus. And it kind of seems to be their theme or whatever. If they get in trouble in real life, they wind up winning the tag titles. <laughs> you know, that's crazy. Yeah. Or they on a hiatus and they come back, they wind up winning tag titles. So the fan in me, and I can say this has only ever happened with two people. The Usos in the New Day, when they fight each other, I really don't care who wins. I really don't. I, I'm, not, I'm literally 50-50. So, honestly, I'm going with Miz and Morrison. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. Um, I, I, for some reason, love when they do that. But I'm going Miz and Morrison. But, honestly, truth be told, I really don't care who wins this one. But, yeah. I, I, for some reason, I'm going Miz and Morrison. Word. So, once again, we are opposed. <laughs> uh, the next one, I don't think – I think uh, this is Elias versus King Corbin. I definitely think our host, you know, my man, Rob Gronkowski, is somehow going to get involved with this. Because I'm speculating it's going to be Bron- uh, Gronk versus Corbin at SummerSlam since in Boston. You know, they're definitely going to have Gronk there somehow. I, I thought they were saving Gronk for uh, Jinder Mahal. <laughs> they could. Yeah, they could save that for him, too. You know, I'm ready for Jinder to come back. So, so before we go past this point, we bring up Jinder Mahal. What are your honest thoughts on Jinder Mahal? Him, you know, him as him coming back and becoming a U.S. champion and then transitioning into a world champion. You know, like kind of like Drew McIntyre. They both, you know, got fired. I'm pretty sure the same day in like 2014. Jinder came back before uh, Drew did and Drew also went to NXT. Jinder didn't. But um, I don't know. I wasn't that. I like. I like Jinder. I don't mind him. I like his like. I love his song. I think that's really good yeah. for some reason. Um, I just liked when he was champion. When he'd come out, it'd be all dark, and then like yeah. the carpet would roll. I don't know. I thought that was a good. Like, I don't mind Jinder. I obviously like to see. I don't know how great it would be. I guess just for a laugh or two, or maybe it could be competitive. But him versus Drew, they're both pretty fucking stocked dudes, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what I would uh thoroughly enjoy, and I know it's been kicked around the internet since all three of them have been uh back in the company, some kind of three and B interaction. Cause I don't even, cause gender was out for the rumble. So we couldn't get that there. And I don't think uh him and Heath had any interaction. Uh, he being drew during this year's Royal rumble. So I'm waiting for that. It could be some kind of other clusterfuck type of thing that they got coming up to where all three of them interact once gender is back on the roster. But I would like to see some type of interaction. Yeah, I would too. 
But this this Corbin Elias thing, I kind of want to fly through it quick. So I'm not too crazy about it, but I think Corbin's gonna get the win. And if but if Gronk gets involved, Elias will get it. But I, don't know, um, I think it's Corbin. I want more Elias. He's flying under the radar. He's better than what we perceive him to be. Oh, I agree. They just book him bad. And his theme music is great. We just never really hear it. <laughs> yeah, we, we never hear it. <laughs> but and, and that's another thing too. I mean, he he he's in shape. It, but the thing that's you know, and it's kind of good in a way because I don't watch main event or anything like that, and I don't know what he's doing so much on. Uh, live shows when they were doing them because I I don't think they're doing any now. But um, we don't get to see him perform. But his gimmick, his uh, His music plan and all that other stuff, it keeps him protected because everybody digs it. Whether he face a heel, it gets over every time. And I imagine that out of the whole of the roster, he is the most fresh because, you know, he's not wrestling as much as everybody, but he gets as much TV time as anybody else. <laughs> yeah, for a while, he's on TV every week. Yeah. So but, uh, so who are you going with? I'm going to go with Elias. So, right. Another one. We, we don't. So yeah. when I was writing the match card down, I switched it up usually than usual. I kind of had some of the bigger matches throughout, seeing as there's freaking 16 matches. I didn't want to just have us talk about, I guess. Is it really say, that many matches? Yeah, sixteen. God damn. And then they, and then before we started this, I figured we don't need to go over it. Honestly, they announced part the pre-show match for tonight and tomorrow. They didn't say who, what day's who, but they got you know my bae, Liv Morgan fighting Natalia, which I think I actually think Liv's gonna get that win. Yeah, she know? has. Yeah, and then the next, then the other one, which I think is gonna be a good match. So I definitely want to key in to see, but uh, Drew Gulak versus Aro. I think that could be a great match. Oh, that's gonna be amazing. Yeah, but, that's um, gonna be a to, great one. So I don't know. Back, yeah, to go back to your previous match, Liv Morgan and uh, Natalia. What do you think is left for Natalia? Because for me, she's in that go to fuck home category. I mean, not I. I don't have a enough disdain in my body for her as to where it's just like I don't want to see her on the screen. Period. But I definitely think it's time for her to transition into maybe a backstage producer role. Or maybe even a trainer at NXT, you know, something of yeah. that. She's definitely doing one of them. I don't see her leaving anytime soon, but I think her role should kind of be, in a way, like a Dolph Ziggler. Like, sometimes Dolph will be up there with that main, main match. But if you notice, Dolph kind of puts over, or kind of like a Jericho-ish, in a way, yeah. in his later WWE days, starting to put over that new talent. Like, that's a good, like, all right, we just brought, we'll just say, like, it would have been good if they brought... All right, we're bringing Shayna up, but we're not bringing her up there in Royal Rumble season or whatever. All right, her first feud is going to be Natalia because Natalia is a credible opponent, but it doesn't hurt her if she loses. Yeah, and I, I believe it has been that. It's been a lot of her, you know, working with the younger people in their career and just because, you know, everybody with her and Ronda, we knew that was going to be a given. Um, and then, I don't know, it's just, I believe it's time for her to mosey on and, uh, Hit the green. Yeah. <laughs> so the next one I got a match I'm definitely looking forward to. You, we were talking last time, but I don't know if you said it. Um, did you watch SmackDown? Uh, last night, no, I, I didn't catch all of it. I caught pieces of it. All right. Did you happen to see the last segment? Oh yeah, Cena and the Fiend. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're going to now. Cena and Fiend. I thought that was crazy how they ended it. Obviously, like we were saying earlier, now that things can be recorded, they can do stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. 
But Cena and Fiend, Firefly, Funhouse match, I think it's going to be a lot better than that House of Horror match or whatever they did, him and... Um, Randy. Or, yeah, him and Randy. But I think we can both agree, you know, this is definitely... And I like how WWE's doing it, but I personally still think The Fiend's going to win. Do you? I hope so. But, like, when Cena talks, his promos... Obviously, Cena's always been great on the mic. But mm-hmm. it, he makes it... And obviously, Cena, he's at that point in the career, kind of like a Brock. If he's working with you, it's probably because he wanted to work with you. Yes. So you know Cena's probably a big Wyatt guy, mm-hmm. you know? But he makes it seem like he actually thinks Wyatt, like, had enough chances and stuff like that. Like, it's actually believable. So well, I, think this, I think this is going to be a great match. I think this would have been sick in front of a crowd, too, mm-hmm. personally. And then, I mean, you know... A lot of promos can be based in reality. What the, the ability that Cena has is is just damn. He takes what is given to him by us, and he turns it into a promo. Because anything that he has said has been uttered across yeah, but, Twitter yeah, and yeah. everywhere else and whatnot. So he's yeah. just pretty much kind of, hey, the fans have said this, so I'll incorporate it into what I got, and you know, and that's what it is because. What he said was not new to me. wasn't new to me. I've heard it all before. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, people share that thing about Bray Wyatt's character. You come in, everybody love him, then they book him like trash in ring wise, and then yeah. goes away. He comes back doing some other shit. Everybody love it. You get booked like trash. He goes away. Not something else. But what they have here in the Fiend, you know, originally I don't think. Um, they thought it was going to be this way, but the kids love this guy. Everyone loves the fiend. Yeah, the kid loves the fiend, but they f- kind of fucked it up, man, because they made him unstoppable in the early on. Then he's just, uh, I don't know. But it, it, I'm it's, excited. It works. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I know a lot of people probably aren't because it should be a heel, but I'm kind of curious how the fiend's going to be when he's a face. Kind of like, like The Undertaker. I know you, I'm only using him not just because you don't like him, but The Undertaker, you look at the character, that should be the definition of a heel. Yeah. But majority of his career, he's been a face. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious how it's going to be when The Fiend finally becomes a face. I think I think that's when it's going to go over for him. You know? if, they, if from this point on, if you know, with the win tonight by The Fiend, from this point on, they have the opportunity to have their next Undertaker-like character they'll never be another undertaker but they can have their next big you know entity and oddity within professional wrestling because to your point they can make him a face and it can be to the extent of where you know a bad guy's coming in doing bad guy things lights go out fiend pop up whip his ass lights go off he gone you know and they don't need to do nothing more than that they don't need to have promos they don't need to have to do anything like that if it's not a bigger type feud and it can just be that because they used to do that with Kane as well. You yeah. know, somebody in the ring doing shenanigans, cutting a promo on your local sports team and shit. Boom. Fire flame come out. Kane come out. Choke slam. And then poof, he gone. Yeah. Like I'd like, cause you already know, we're going to speak about it later, but I'm just going to hit it really quick. Like I don't even want to talk about it. Honestly, but Braun's obviously going to win. Braun's going to win. Roman's eventually going to take the title from Goldberg, probably at SummerSlam, unless they really want to get it off him quick. I'd like to see the Roman heel turn, and that's when the Fiend's a face. Hmm. Like, Roman kind of comes out, cock, 
hits this cocky ego promo. Mm-hmm. You know, because Roman does have all the right in the world to kind of be cocky, you know. And then that's when the fiend comes out and gets him. Did you but, see? Uh, did you see his promo? Who's? Uh, Roman. Oh, what? The, one, the thing he did on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What did he say? Because I didn't listen. I didn't care. <laughs> Pretty much was saying just like how his health's more important, his family's more important, which kind okay. kind of can't blame the guy. So obviously, right now in everyone's eyes, he's more of a face than he's ever been before. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. He takes a stand against the company. <laughs> yeah. And then, but one last one last thing about this match because I, I we're both going Fiend it seems, but do you think Cena anytime Cena comes out with a crowd, mind you? They still are doing the whole John Cena sucks. But do you think he kind of has that Kurt angle? Like, they're going to say he sucks when he comes out. But do you think Cena's at that point in his career that when he comes out, everyone's finally excited to see John Cena? Not like how it used to be in, like, 14, even 15 when he was being Rusev. And when he was quiet the first time, everyone's like, oh, fuck, Cena sucks. Like, you think Cena's at the point now where everyone's like, yo, Cena's here kind of thing. Yeah, he he been that. Yeah? He been been there. I think it's been... There, like before he started doing the United States Championship uh, challenges, the open challenges, either there or right before there, because I mean, that's all it is. It's just a staple in that character's history. You know, Curry comes out and is disrespectful as fuck for the crowd to say you suck when we know he doesn't. But it's just a staple in that character's career. Stone Cold Steve Austin, he come out, everybody won't go. What? What? Yeah. What? And, you know, so, I mean, it's just. A moment in that character's history to where it just got bigger than it needed to be and it fucking sucks. It gets on my goddamn nerves. <laughs> next. So next we got a lot of people's match of the night or ites, however you want to call it. Potential. Edge versus Randy Orton in a last man standing match. Out of everything that's going on, you are indeed correct. I am looking to this you know, forward to this the most. And I, I wish I, to, I hope to God this closes out tonight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that. It, it could be main event for night one, or you know, just somewhere prominent in night two. But I mean, yeah. this one or you, a great you, or or because I bully Ray says the best on. Uh, he said on Busted Open. If I'm not closing, I want to open. Talk about a hell of a way to open WrestleMania night one with Reg Edge, Reg <laughs> Edge versus Randy Orton. I I, I kind of agree with your first sentiment though, but I, I this should main event night one. Yes, I agree. I think this is going to be sick. I think this is going to be great. It would have been great with the crowd, but I think this match is definitely going to be the best without a crowd because they're just going to go balls to the walls. We already know they have great chemistry. They're oh yeah, this is the last man standing match too, ain't it? Huh? This is the last man standing. Yeah, match. Yeah, last man standing. And so the good thing with this is they can go all over the PC. I doubt this stays just in the ring with weapons and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, Edge, I'm going with Edge. You know, first match, come back, you got to go Edge. Yes, I, I, I don't. I don't see Edge losing much with this contract he has. Not because he doesn't want to lose, unless he got, goes for the title maybe or something. But I don't see Edge ever really losing. He's a Hall of Famer. You know, it's kind of like Goldberg. Goldberg's only going to lose if he has the title. Mm-hmm. Essentially, damn near with Brock. You know, I feel Edge is like that. You know, like, why why bring Edge back to have him lose? Unless they're going to continue a feud for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't see Edge really losing much, and this could go around. So, let's just say, you know, 
Edge sticks around for a while. I don't know the stipulations with his uh, contract or his situation with WWE. Let's just say he sticks around for maybe a year. It's three years he signed. Oh, three years? Very well. Yeah, I mean, well he been... signed like a contract contract. He didn't sign like a... And I think he has to do like 12 appearances a year or something. Okay, I mean, that's not bad. I mean... Yeah, he's going to be around more than like, like a Brock. It's almost like Brock shit. You know? Yeah, you know he's going to fight at WrestleMania. You know he's going to fight at SummerSlam. But uh, who are you excited to see him with? beyond randy orton obviously this is somebody that he's comfortable with this is a good way to work back into the fold but who do you want to see current day edge from what we've seen aj 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 for sure he said who who he's wanted but aj rollins I I, i think him and roman could have a good match together um Maybe KO. I could see him and KO having a pretty good feud. Mm-hmm. But definitely Rollins and AJ are like tied at number one who I want to see him go with. Who I heard think? I heard he wants to go with Matt Riddle too. Like he's oh, like, yeah. he's been verbal about that. Yeah, they they've um when they had the podcast or whatever, Matt Riddle was on there and they had a great time. Usually when you have a great time and conversating with somebody, you know, being a professional wrestler, you wanna mix it up with that person as well. They because- need they need to call Riddle up soon. Man, everybody was on the internet talking about it was going to be Riddle versus Goldberg. I was like, shut your dumb ass up. <laughs> nah. Because he's got the NXT tag title. He's either going to drop it and come right to the main roster, or he's going to drop it and have a feud, which I guess, real quick, with, first of all, Dunn, sir, with Pete Dunn, which would be great. First of all, sir, there are no call-ups. There are only yeah. lateral movements. Yeah, you know, you're right. I'll even take that back. <laughs> you know, you're right at this point, for real. Um, yeah, but yeah. I, given the, I think it was totally and purely because of what's going on right now that Austin Aries, Austin Aries, goddamn, Austin Theory <laughs> <laughs> made that move over to what is that, SmackDown? No, that's the Raw Tag. Raw, Raw, Raw. All right, yeah, Raw. When we get into that match, I want to ask you a couple questions. About oh, yeah, that. very well. What, what we got next? So uh, next? Hoping agreeance it was next eight, is, right? Yeah, yep. Next is a match I was really hoping they booked better. And I don't blame the one person in this because once i say who the person's name is you're gonna agree i don't think it's their fault i think they, they just booked this feud horribly but Shayna versus becky lynch a lot of people think becky's gonna get it but the main point of the scenes was that shana has been so dominant and everything like that i'm going Shayna, and i want Shayna because we've i don't know if, i know you watch nxt her matches in nxt were great yeah you know, I get it. She's not definitely the best thing to look at, but you know what I mean? But she's a badass, you know, kind of like Ronda Rousey. She's a badass. You know, they're not going to like her because a lot of people, unless you're one of the four horsewomen, you're not liked. Then it's like, you know, but I think this was booked wrong from the second she bit Becky Lynch's neck. <laughs> and why you say that? Tell me, tell me why. Uh, I just, that's not believable. Like, I think they should have just, she should have just came out. She should have won the Rumble. And then Charlotte should have just been cocky and be like, I'll go to NXT and take that title. I'm Charlotte Flair. I can kind of do what I want. Mm-hmm. They didn't need Charlotte to win to go to NXT, you know? But I don't know. I just wasn't – I don't know. I just didn't like how they did it. Even with the Chamber, I love that she dominated. But come on. Everyone knew going into that Chamber match she was going to win. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm happy they did it in dominating fashion. 
But, like, even, I don't know, I just don't think this was booked that great. You know, obviously, Shayna needs to work on promos, but I could, I'm not going to sit here and rag on her because, you know, you, a lot of people are like, oh, she sucks on promos, but you and I know we've taught in front of 70 Marines before as instructors. And you got to admit that first time, it's not always the most comfortable thing. Like me, I'm a very good public speaker, but the first time I did it, I was still a little nervous, you know? So you yeah. got all these people on the internet, well, Shayna can't cut a promo because, you know, she's just a Ronda Rousey wannabe. Like, dude, I bet you can't cut a promo in front of 10 people true you know that's the only thing that pisses me off i guess about the internet people i'm not one of those people who gets mad at the internet but like, you guys don't know shit <laughs> you know but but i'm going i'm going with shana i don't know man oh um, if becky won i wouldn't be mad but i want to see shana get it i don't know i i've always had like a low-key not like crush soft spot but i've always had a soft spot for shana i don't know i've always liked it yeah and then you know you talk about building an opponent to you know be on the level of the champion but i mean at the same time I kind of feel like you know the question for you do you yep. think becky would still be as popular as she is or has been within the past couple of months or whatever if she was not the champion i feel her steam's already dying personally and you know you can't blame her for that either it's been a year a whole year you know mm-hmm. and so, no, I, don't, I think she's always going to be popular, even when she first loses the title, probably five, six months after. But I don't see her having that John Cena, where she's always popular. She could. And if she is, I wouldn't care. I like Becky Lynch. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sit here and rag on Becky Lynch at so, all. So are you in the camp of she needs the title to be relevant? Uh, No, not really. No, I don't think she does. Mm-hmm. Which is a good thing, I think. Yeah, so... We talk about how they made Shayna look so dominant and everything, and that's usually a telltale sign of where they give the villain all the power and the heat and the strength and everything, because ultimately they're gonna fall victim to the champion. Yeah, I believe it's been the opposite. They've been doing so much with Becky, and they've been building up as this dominant thing and the most hottest shit, jumping out the coffee pot and everything. But they, I feel like they, she's been built to this point. And she's going to get beat. And it is what it is. She needs to get beat. Because if she doesn't get beat, who is going to be the one to beat her? Unless Ronda comes back. Because you got to think, you took down Charlotte. She uh, didn't challenge uh, Bailey, but I doubt Bailey's going to be the one to do it. You know? But Charlotte, Asuka, Sasha, Natalia, mm-hmm. um, Lacey. You know what I mean? Like, who's going to be the one to do it? If it's not Ronda, like, who on NXT could they move? To Raw to be the one to beat her. Bianca Belair, I love Bianca Belair, but I doubt that's going to be the one to beat her. I feel if it's not Shayna, it's going to have to be Ronda Rousey. Yeah. And how do you think this will factor in? Because I've said it many a times since they even teased the idea or this this thing even came to existence. This four horsewoman bullshit. Like if they're ever going to be a match versus each other? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Is it ever going to be it I, could, but I don't. I don't see it for maybe a, not maybe this Survivor Series, but the next. You never see Shea, uh, Marina and Jasmine on NXT. You know they're probably training and getting it, and they can probably adapt quickly because it seems most wrestlers, like pure wrestlers and MMA fighters, can adapt to the pro wrestling. You know, sports so well. I think it'll eventually happen. I feel WWE like has to, but you also 
kind of like we're going to talk about that match coming up soon, but they get, you would think by now on the main roster they would have done Sasha versus Bailey, but that hasn't happened, you know? Well, we're, we're getting it here, but, I mean, it's just not like the way people envisioned it, but we are yeah. having a Bailey versus I, Sasha Banks yeah. match. Yeah, I guess we'll talk about that when we get there, but I think that four horsemen match will get there. Yeah, I think they need to need to get the shit done so they can get it the fuck over with. So yeah, exactly. They kind of shut people up. Mm-hmm. I think kind of like what they did. I don't think they did to shut people up. I think it's because they thought the match would be great and the feud, kind of like AJ Styles and Nakamura. Mm-hmm. They did that quick. Yeah, they, they did. did that real quick and it was great. Because yeah, Nakamura hadn't been up there that long and AJ nah. was kind of fresh in the company and they just kind of like poo poo. There it was. <laughs> I'll give it to AJ. Debuting at the Rumble in 16, the WrestleMania in 2020. That's the greatest greatest run ever. He's been nothing but relevant his whole time. And you know what? Granted, Edge just came back in this year's Royal Rumble. But by far, I believe AJ Styles is the the best surprise entrance or, you know, debut ever. Yes. To me. I agree. agree. No, I agree. I agree a thousand percent. Because like. I don't know if you remember. When you first started doing podcasts, it was right before the Rumble. I think it was actually the weekend before the Rumble. I came to your house, and we were talking about the speculation of AJ coming because him and Nakamura just had the match at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, my God, it happened. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> you know, so it's just like, but, uh, so you going with Shayna? Uh, yeah, because, I mean, right. for me, uh, this match particular, I mean, I don't care who really wins. But yeah. I'm leaning more towards Shayna because there's nothing left for Becky. I believe I still, b- despite what you said, I, I believe Becky can maintain relevancy without a title. But you know, we'll see. But yeah, with Shayna. This, so this next one, it's weird. It's another women's match. It's Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. I kind of don't want to talk about one because I feel there's not really much to talk about. But I think it's going to be a great match. If that makes sense. <sighs> They, I like the story that they infused in here to where yes. people did say it. Rhea Ripley, in the beginning, her, you know, when she first debuted in the May Young Classic. Um, Looked like Charlotte. Yeah, mini Charlotte. <laughs> and I believe that's just like a staple in WWE history as far as women's go or whatever. They always got to have a tall, blonde-haired, some model-esque looking motherfucker or whatever. Charlotte ain't yeah. no model-looking motherfucker, but still, she got the blonde hair, blue eye bullshit going on. That's what Rhea Ripley was, a little blonde-haired chick coming in there, bubbly, bouncy personality yeah. and shit. And Charlotte's a great heel in this, too. Yeah. Well, I'm going with Rhea. Um, I don't know, man. I'm 50-50 on this one because here we are. We were just talking about how NXT is not developmental, is not the freaking call-up people. Is a brand that is on par with Raw and SmackDown. They bo- they all have a national television presence. They freaking they all have world champions. They all daggone just you know they they should be even across the board. You, we seen with the Survivor Series performance that they hold Great. NXT high. And um, and they, you can't forget about the NXT AEW kind of not rival, but they're against each other on the same night. Yeah, I mean NXT is numbers wise have been getting their ass kicked. Oh yeah, I don't think they've won it once. Mm. What Triple yeah. H has been Triple H has been vocal on call saying it's a marathon, not a sprint, which I agree because we've seen that before with WCW WWF. Yeah, you know who won that and who won that race. See, but like yeah, 
NXT WWE or WWE in general. This is they're just commonplace. They they are like the standard bearers for professional wrestling on television. On television. Yep. So I mean, you got this AEW company that's been around, you know, a little less than a year or a year now, right? Uh, live on TV was October, but their first AEW pay per view was in May. Yeah, so yeah. about a year. Yeah. So, I mean, they're right. They're the hottest shit right now because they're new. They got all this um support for these um people coming over to their company and everything because it's, it's fresh. But, yep. you know, no, like, I agree. Two years down the line, or whatever the case may be, you know, who knows? WWE is insulated by money, yeah, so NXT right. can ratings can be a little bit lower than AEW, but they have the financial funding to keep them afloat and doing well. AEW, I mean, they got a good financial backing with the the, the cons, but you know, that's a company that's founded on somebody with money who loves wrestling. One day that person may fall out of love with wrestling. All the individuals that's involved in this company be like, fuck y'all. I don't want to give you no money no more. I got shit going on. We got coronavirus happening. I got to expunge assets and shit. <laughs> fuck AEW. You know, so who knows? I mean, their their fate doesn't rest solely in their own hands at this point. <laughs> yeah. So you who you going with? But uh, who we on? I got in attention. Oh, yes. Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. I don't know, man, because like I said, 50 50. Um, Charlotte has been known to suck up all the gold because uh, she's Ric Flair's daughter. I mean, I'm not saying that's totally because of the thing, but that's the consensus on the Internet. She wins all the titles because she's the second coming of Ric Flair and she's going to have 16 time women's world champion reigns to match her father. She's going to be the one to beat her father's world heavyweight championship reign just in the girl column and all this other bullshit. So I can honestly see to make NXT relevant and on same par with Raw and SmackDown that Charlotte wins because of that fact. I can see that. And then what is there left for Charlotte to do on Raw or either SmackDown? There's no fresh match there. She's faced everybody. She's beat a lot of those people. She's been champion on either. She's done everything in this company, even the Royal Rumble. The only thing she hasn't done, which she should never get, is money in the bank. What the hell does she need money in the bank for? But to get sixteen time women's champion. Yeah, yeah. That's the, literally the only thing she hasn't done in the company. Yeah. So I mean, all that that I said that weighs on the side of Charlotte winning can be also flipped and reversed to Rhea Ripley in certain aspects to where yeah. they want NXT to be the shit on par with Raw and SmackDown. So that way you have Charlotte that has all this acclaim and done all these things that we just said. And you have her get beaten. Yep. By NXT puts NXT on the map, puts their championship on the map on par with Raw and SmackDown. So I mean that I'm back and forth. It's 50 50, man. Okay. Okay. Well, I you know what? If I do I have a coin in here, I would flip it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Matter of fact, here you go. I got a dime right here. All right. Who what's heads? Heads is Rhea Ripley, tails is Charlotte. All right, I'm gonna flip it. I wish I should have did it live so you, I wouldn't say I'm cheating. I believe you. Tails, it's on Charlotte. All right, all right. So that's my pick via coin flip. Even though this is already pre-recorded, we already know the result. If Charlotte wins, it's your fault. Oh. <laughs> all right, next. Why you got to put that on me, man? Why you got to put that on <laughs> Next, we got the SmackDown's women title. Our, our girl Lacey Evans against Tamina. 
against Sasha Banks, against Naomi and the champion Bailey. Uh, I don't know what this is. This is probably the most confusing match because you know I think I think if they would have went with the crowd, if they knew, I think they would have made Charlotte. I mean, Sa- Charlotte, Sasha and Bailey. Mm. I, I agree with them. I don't think they should waste the two of them. I they could probably oh. tear the house down in a one-on-one. Well, well, this is the thing though. Isn't this an elimination match? Yeah, it should be. So it might come down to them. That's what I'm saying. This is just a vehicle to get the Bailey Sasha match because all those other girls that are gonna be in the match is gonna get eliminated. It's gonna come down to yeah. Bailey. You know, you know Sasha, and I'm not just saying it because I'm gonna be there. It's just it's written in the stars. Sasha and Bailey are definitely gonna fight at SummerSlam. It's in Boston. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna go Sasha though. I wanna see Sasha get her WrestleMania moment. I'm just going Sasha. And if that is the thing. You know, just to speculate, because we don't know things change. Yeah. If that's the thing, the boss from Boston in Boston for SummerSlam against Bailey, which people been pining for ever since they trotted their ass up to Raw and SmackDown. So you think Sasha is going to come out champion? So you she know, so, in a hometown. So, you know, you know our boy George. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, me and him did picks. We both picked Sasha, mm-hmm. but for some reason, because I want Sasha, I went with the want there. I bet you I want Sasha. You don't want her as much as Adra, but I bet you want. No, Sasha. no, our boy Adra gonna lose it if she wins tonight. But my man deserves to lose it if she wins. Uh-huh. But um, was to say uh, for some reason my guts tell me Bailey though. Yeah. Who you got? I think Bailey gonna keep it. Because our, you know, because like I feel weird that you know if Sasha won tonight or whenever this thing she won the belt and then they take it to Boston and them two have a match and this is based purely on speculation that these two will have a title match at SummerSlam. This is solely based on that, and we don't know if that's going to happen. But if you have Bailey win tonight, I think it makes a more interesting, you know, feud from here to SummerSlam. And have and think about it too. at home. If you think about it too, if WWE continues to do TV, say they do pay per views, right? SummerSlam's in August. That means they have to drag this feud out from May, June, July, and August. That's like four pay per view matches. As much as I'd love to see them go, people might get sick of it eventually. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, people would just be sick of all this live show non crowd shenanigans anyway. Because. Imagine if our girl Lacey won. Hey, I would not be opposed to it. Ooh, Rob. Yeah, she represent. And, I, uh, I, well, I mean, given given the names, talk. given the names that you put in this match or whatever, because we already know that I our theories are shot to shit. If Bailey or um, freaking Sasha get eliminated at any point in this match, so who do you think is the wild card? You know, you already talked about Lacey. Do you think that's the wild card? Because we got. I think she's the wild card. I think I think I wouldn't be surprised. I just thought of this on the fly, so I'd be a thousand. I think if Bailey loses the title, I could see Bailey being the first one out. Mm-hmm. And then it comes down to the the other four women. Word. I think now. I think if, if Sasha and Bailey don't close the match, mm-hmm. one of them's get, they're either going to be the last two in or the first one out. Word. I, I feel that. 
And uh, uh, I think Lacey's the wild card. Yeah. What do you think about the Bailey bubble? It's been looking nice lately. Oh, it always does. <laughs> yeah, but it's been more prominent because it, it seems like since she cut the ponytail, that's been you know highlighted by that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. It's crazy. Her butt got bigger when she lost her hair. <laughs> uh, next, it's a love story that's mm-hmm. having a tragic ending. First off, did you see what uh, did you? It's the next century guys, Otis and Dolph Ziggler. Did you see SmackDown last night with this segment or not? Do I need to explain it? it Ex- explain, please. All right. So what happened was Otis was looking for Mandy last night. Yeah. Tucker ended up, I think, talking to Mandy or something. Yeah. Oh, but, wait, wait, wait. Before you get any further, because I think that ended with Sonya Deville and some shenanigans. I don't know exactly what happened, because when yeah. I went into SmackDown, Sonya was chasing Mandy down the hallway. But yeah, before so you I- can tell me what actually happened, this is what I thought from the whole beginning of this thing going on, you know, and it, it may not be true, but this is what I thought initially. I thought Tucker had something to do with this whole thing in the background. Nope. So it happened was Tucker and Dolph were having a match and Tucker was about to uh, like smash his head on like with the steps. I mean, Od- uh, Dolph was about to smash Tucker's head. Mm-hmm. Mandy and Sonya come out. The next thing you know, Otis comes out, Dolph runs away. Then, the hacker, you know, on SmackDown, all the random things we've been seeing there, everyone thinks is Ali. Yeah. So they say, whatever, the truth will be heard. And all of a sudden, they go backstage like to like a weird thing, and they show, and the person turns around. You don't see who it is. So. But it's the closest. They really dug into this. Man, Do- Sonia set all this up. So when Otis was supposed to go on the date with Mandy, mm-hmm. and the, he was showed up an hour later, Sonia took Mandy's phone and said, hey, whatever. And then she deleted the messages. And then Sonia was the one who put Dolph on with Mandy. Okay. So it was the reverse of what I was thinking because I thought it yeah. was, that was nope. stuff. But when it was actually. Uh, and then, so-, yeah, so Mandy ran away from Sonia, like pissed off because like she's the reason the date never happened and everything like that. Hurt. Yeah. So I, I went too far off, but yeah. yeah. I figured it you was. Gotta think, you gotta think Otis gets the win here. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I, guess, I think that's. I think that's really it with this one. Yeah. Uh, next, so match, I think that's going to be great. The Street Profits defending the Raw Tag Team Titles against Angel Garza and Austin Theory. I'm if kinda, you would have told me, I'm kind of pissed. But go ahead, go ahead. If if you told me six months ago. It was going to be the Street Profits versus these two. I would have laughed in your face. <laughs> I think Garza and Theory are great. And yeah. I'm very excited for this match. But I thought it was going to be like the Street Profits. And like, a, I don't know, for some reason, I was thinking this was either going to be a ladder match with like the Viking Raiders and AOP. But then obviously the guy from AOP got hurt. Like, I thought this was going to be a very competitive tag team match. Like, something like that. Not that this isn't going to be competitive. I don't know. But I'm going with the Street Profits. And what what I was saying, this pissed me off because we had Andrade and Angel Garza as the tag team to go against the Street Profits. And when I seen that matchup, I was like, I am down for Andrade and Garza to win <laughs> because that would be fucking great. Selena had the stable of uh, champions, you know, Andrade being a double champion. I, I, want, I was all for that. But, you know, Andrade got hurt and they substituted. 
theory. I mean, they in in theory, <laughs> in theory, they could still go with that, but I don't think aesthetically it looks right to me. It's just like my eyes is not, you know, is not focused on this right now. It's just I wanted Andrade and Garza, you know, and this would be essentially the same thing with theory and. Garza and Andrade. And Garza, but I mean, I just wanted Andrade <laughs> and Garza. So, I want to know why they went with Theory. I heard Paint, uh, Paul Heyman's very high on him, and obviously he's dude, dude, when I I heard the name Austin Theory, I never seen any of his work until they did that Evolve special on the WWE Network. Oh, he killed it! And when I saw him there, I was automatically sold on him, and I was like, this dude is getting shot to the top. Yep. And, he, and look at look at it, you know, all these circumstances and everything. This dude is 22 years old and on his first WrestleMania already. Yeah, like regardless crowd, no crowd circumstances, like he is on WrestleMania. Yeah, like it, at the end it, of the day, it's WrestleMania. Like yes, just because there's record, no crowd, they're not just gonna put scrubs on the card. Yeah, in yeah. the record books, Austin Theory, 22 years old at WrestleMania, within being. One year less in the company, less than a year yeah. in the company, and he's already at WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar did even do that. Nope. But then we got next. We got this one. I think is gonna be a great match: Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, I'm on the fence, about it, uh, but I'm only excited because Daniel Bryan's in it. <laughs> Fans have been wanting this match forever, though. Mm-hmm. And I'm just interested how it's gonna go down, seeing that the current gimmick. Of Sami Zayn is that nobody can lay a finger on him. <laughs> I think, I think he might steal the victory on this one. I picked Daniel Bryan with my thing with uh, George, but I don't know. I think, I think Sammy could still pull this out like with a cheating way. Yeah, I feel that too. But I mean, Daniel Bryan is the golden boy of WWE. You know, yeah. Intercontinental title back on him. <laughs> Yeah, and then that could set up him and Gulak again for the Intercontinental title. Which Gulak is another great. person I'm impressed with. Yeah, Gulak's great. Mm-hmm. Tony, him and Cesaro, him and Cesaro could somehow have wrestling match of the night at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's going to be crazy because it's going to be hard hitting. It's going to be you know some kind of technical aspect to it and whatnot. This is going to be great, and it's it's going to be fun. I I'm yeah. ready to see that happen. I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> yeah. And then next, we got the women's tag titles, the Kabuki Warriors. The Bukaki Warriors. <laughs> Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. You got to go Cross and Bliss here, even though they've already been the champs. Yeah. WWE's pissed me off about how they use these women's titles. They're keeping them pretty much. They kept the Kabuki Warriors just on Raw pretty much till Mania, just so they could probably drop the titles. Like, I don't know why they weren't defend. Like, the that should have been defended at TakeOver. At every pay per view, like they yeah. they drop the ball with these tag titles, and yeah. you and I don't know if it's Kyrie Zane coming back from injury or some shit, but we never see her ass on TV. Well, that was the thing because um when they had that ladder match, or whatever she, she got, got hurt. hurt. I remember that, yeah. But it, I haven't seen much of a peep out of her since then. I think she had maybe one or two matches or something. I think she was at the Rumble. Yeah, so I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see Oscar and Kyrie feud. That'd be kind of cool, but that and won't happen. This could be the seeds for that. Maybe I'd like to see it, but I don't. I don't. I can't see WWE. This is the most it. disappointing thing about this WrestleMania because 
whenever I seen the graphic for the first time with the pirate flag and all that other crap, I was like, Kyrie Zane is a pirate, and they're going to have a pirate-themed WrestleMania. And I was like, fuck, she's going to come out on a pirate ship, and I was so fucking hyped, and then she became a kabuki warrior and stopped being a pirate. Yeah, WWE knows how to drop the ball with cool things like that. Sons of bitches. So who you, who you going with? Um, yeah, I'm a Nikki and right. freaking Bliss. The next, the next match, match of the year, match of the decade. AJ Styles versus The Undertaker on a bowling alley. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. All right, Rob, let me go on a little bit real quick. That's the wrong answer. <laughs> first, off, first off, I'm going with Taker. Yeah, I'll I, I second that. Regardless wow. of my disdain, I, I'm yeah. going with Taker. Taker's not going to lose unless it's like, not that AJ's not credible. AJ's mm-hmm. phenomenally, no pun intended, credible. But. Mm-hmm. It's just this type of match. I don't know. I just don't see Taker losing. Like, honestly, I don't think Taker's going to lose again until it's last match. But I've been digging. I I think out of every match, maybe besides Randy and Edge, this match has had the greatest build with promos and everything. You can't tell me Taker's promo from Raw, calling him Alan Jones, talking about how AJ wasn't there when great people were there. You know, mm-hmm. talking about his wife and everything. Like I, like I like how they're doing this. I like, you know what I mean. Like, not that it's a character change for Taker, but it's better than the whole. I'm rolling my eyes behind my head. I'm gonna sneak up, choke slam you. Like mm-hmm. I, like, cause trust me, I know how you feel about Undertaker, and I love the Undertaker. But this has got me kind of low key bought back into the Undertaker, knowing like, hmm, like this is a completely different side of him. Well, fuck him. He will not. Uh, he will not freaking dupe me again but um i've seen in gif form you know just little excerpts from the promo because i did not watch the promo i did not care to watch the promo i heard aj's side of the argument but i did not care to delve into what the undertaker was saying but the so little, me, the little clip that i send you what well, hold on, hold on, hold on. no 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 don't send me shit <laughs> <laughs> so you don't want to watch it no, no, but from what I have absorbed via the internet, because, you know, people throw shit out there, and I, I'm forced to see it sometimes, but there was one f- part of the his Undertaker's promo that kind of had me intrigued and when he was talking about Bryn Gallows and Anderson, and I'm bringing the Holy Trinity of something with me, you know, of hell with yes. me or some shit like that. I was thinking that he was going to have Kane in his corner. <laughs> now, think about it, though. It could happen. Yeah, Kane is somebody else because Trinity is three, and you know, but he could well, be talking about the soup bones, <laughs> the left and the right. And he's gonna get yeah, who, who knows? But but I, I thought he was gonna have somebody with him. That's why. No, he, are you honestly not gonna watch this match? I will not give it my full attention. No. You're an asshole. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be a good match. Fuck 2020 Undertaker. I said it. <laughs> Next, but you still picked them to win. Yeah. Next, we got. They just threw this match together, I think, just to get both these guys on the card, and I like them both. Ooh. Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. You got to go, Alistair Black. I-, I thought Lashley was out. Okay. I, thought I heard something like that. I might be mistaken, though. I heard he was, too, but they still, at least the site I went on that updated the card, it said an hour ago before the podcast, it still had them on there. 
Very well. But um, we'll, we'll say if it does happen. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But if it does, who you got? Um, I they would be remiss to um, take the win away from Alistair Black. Yeah. So I, yeah. I would pick Alistair Black. What, this, you know, this, this literally has had zero build. Yeah, we we talking about these matches and everything and this card and all this other stuff. I'm still thinking about the aesthetics of this. How are these entrances going to look in this arena? And just it's going to be is it going to be crazy? Uh, freaking AR effects like the augmented reality, all the little shit that's popping up on the screen because nobody's going to be there. So this would be the opportune time to use a lot of that shit because nobody sees it in the arena anyway, and it's only for people on TV. Yeah, well, I what if you watch on Raw, Alistair still does his entrance. Yeah. He doesn't come from behind the curtain, which I think is good. You know, what? you know what? I talk shit about the Undertaker, but I would have been down for an Alistair Black Undertaker match, like spoopy Undertaker and this Alistair Black character. You know, just the entrances alone, like we can have. Look, this is in my mind right now. I'm just. So, you know, the Undertaker and coffins and all kind of crazy shit like that. The Undertaker come yeah. out first. He do his big, long, methodical entrance and everything. He has somewhere in the set piece a coffin. And it's there. Undertaker get in the ring. You wait no Alistair Black. And Alistair Black rise up out of that motherfucking coffin like you do his entrance and shit. I think that would be bad ass. I think that'd be badass. But also, I guess that if this match was to happen, Alistair comes out first. He does the thing where he goes over the ropes and sits in the ring like... How he does like Indian style crisscross applesauce. Mm-hmm. And while Baker makes his entrance, he just stays there. And doesn't move. Oh, that yeah, that'd be badass too. Yeah. I think my point, if Taker's gonna hang it up, the only people he should lose to is either the Fiend or Alice Black. Or a combination of the two. Yeah. Black. You gotta think. When Taker, <laughs> when Taker officially does say, like, I'm done, this is my last match against this guy. That next guy, the guy, like the last guy he's fighting, has got to feel honored. Because I bet you take yeah. it at the point where he's kind of handpicking his opponents. Yeah. And that, that was the thing, too. When Bray Wyatt originally had the match with The Undertaker, I thought that was like the passing of the torch. Because they was doing that so fucking well. I mean, even though The Undertaker wasn't there to do the promo stuff. But Bray Wyatt was like he had the lightning and everything. He had all. No, the- that was a great build for never yeah. seeing each other face to face. Yeah, that, Bray Wyatt had the promos down. He had all the effects that the Undertaker used to have back in the day. It was primed to set him up as to be like I was saying, the next Undertaker like character to carry on into you know the foreseeable future. But they fucked it up. <laughs> One because it's the motherfucking Undertaker. That sorry son of a bitch, you know. You got to have the aura of Mystique. He's the company man and all this other bullshit. So they give him all the leeway and all this other bullshit. And then he get in the ring and he fucking shit the bed. So did you did you watch Undertaker on the Broken Skull sessions with Stone Cold? Um, Yeah, I did. I watched some of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. But the what, most. What did the you most, think of that? Though? It was pretty good. But the best part of that whole thing. When Stone Cold went up under the table and he pulled the whiskey out, he's like, "Man, why you didn't start the show like that?" He's <laughs> <laughs> like, "I was waiting on that. What's up, man?" <laughs> uh, next, we got for the WWE Universal Championship: Goldberg versus Braun Strowman. Next, among the men. Yeah, Braun Strowman. Next, Braun Strowman. 
Braun Strowman next. You don't even <laughs> want to talk about it? Nah, fuck that. We got to talk about one thing quick. Okay, what's that? Go ahead. So, if it was Reigns versus Goldberg, it would have just been Spear, Jackhammer, Superman Punch, Spear. Like, that's all we would have saw. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen here? Yeah, he it's ain't gonna getting... be quick. It's gonna be quick. Goldberg yeah. only does quick matches, but yeah, he, he ain't getting up in that jackhammer for one. So that's why I say Braun Strowman. <laughs> yeah. Do you see Braun? I if, if they did this right, I hope Goldberg doesn't even touch him. I don't know. I hope it's just Strowman from the get go. And then that this would be because you know they expect wrestling fans to have a, a short memory and shit. This would be so fucking disrespectful to pass matches. What I mean by this, all right, say it's a quick match, Braun Strowman wins and whatever. So what the fuck happened with Braun Strowman and Gold, uh, Braun Strowman and Brock? <laughs> you know, that that's some bullshit, right? So you mean to tell me if this is a short match, Braun Strowman wins, that goddamn, why the fuck it wasn't like that when Braun Strowman and Brock? And because WWE's idiots, yeah, you know, because like Braun Strowman, I mean, not Braun Strowman, Brock and Goldberg, short matches, you know, pop, 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 match over. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Brock, longer match, ultimately, Strowman lost. So, to have a short match with Goldberg and having Strowman win, that's fucking stupid, dumb bullshit. And now that I say that out loud and thinking about it, I'm picking Goldberg to win. <laughs> okay, okay. Next, the last one. WWE champion Brock Lesnar defending against Drew McIntyre. Now, here's where emotions for me kick in. Yeah, I want Drew to win, but it's always a toss-up with Brock. Yeah, I want Drew to win, but listen. Here's where I'm going to talk from the fields. Drew McIntyre comes in 2009, the chosen one, little skinnier. Well, obviously, actually, a lot skinnier. Mm -hmm. Uh, Seems like he was shorter, too, but obviously, he probably wasn't. He just looked shorter. Mm -hmm. Intercontinental champion, everything. Then ends up in 3MB and then gets released. Goes to Impact, kills it over there, comes to NXT, becomes the champ. Finally gets his WrestleMania moment. And then coronavirus happens. No shit. I'm yeah, I'm upset about that whole thing. About this whole thing, but more specifically that that he scraped and clawed and got here and And he's gonna win the title if if he wins the title, it's in front of no one. Yeah. You know that's gotta upset him. Yeah. And then like even go back, Austin Theory, twenty two years old, less than yeah. even the roster, first WrestleMania, coronavirus. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, look at all these people who are on here, right? That mm-hmm. be having like, uh, um, all their moments. Like, I'm just gonna look at this really quick, quick. Like Shayna Baszler, mm-hmm. the Fiend, mm-hmm. freaking who else is on here? Kevin Owens, kind of. He did beat Chris Jericho, but still, Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Freaking who else? I'm not gonna say Otis, but the Street Profits, Garza and Theory, all of them. Yeah. Zane, if you really think about it. Yeah. And then Alistair Black kind of, yeah, he fought last year and so did Lashley, but like still. And mm-hmm. even Braun, if Braun wins. Mm-hmm. That's how Braun wins the title in front of no one. Or Edge. Edge, Edge's been yeah. very hopeful that he doesn't really give a fuck. Um, 
you know, because he have ulterior motive and shit. You know, he he's here to prove something to himself rather than you know everybody else. Yeah. But that's crazy, man. Fucking coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just shit's wild. So you going with McIntyre, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm leaning with McIntyre as well, but I mean, who knows what fucking Brock, bro? Yeah, I don't know. So I mean, this that's that's it. That's everybody, right? Yeah, that's the card. When, when is it starting tonight? So six Eastern is five. Yeah, five here. Five Central is the uh, the pre-show, which. I always watch the pre-show, but I kind of just have it on. But I guess I'm going to watch it because either my, you know, the love, my love live going to be fighting. I want to see that. The live of your life. (laughs) Yeah, if not, Gulak and Cesaro is going to be great. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm I'm just interested to the, the aesthetic of the whole thing. Just how it looks, you know. Yeah, exactly. How these entrances are going to be and whatnot. So. Yeah. We ain't gonna have no crazy signs. At least they're not doing like AEW. I mean, AEW is is just all in good fun, but I think it's just kind of weird because they have their wrestlers ringside to watch other wrestlers wrestle. Yeah, exactly. It's it's kind of weird, but uh, it's, it's funny as fuck because you got Sean Spears and uh, MJF on the side gambling on the matches and shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The shit is fun, but yeah. So this concludes our talk about WrestleMania night one. So we reviewed the whole card uh, t- today. Tomorrow we're going to do this same time. And uh, we'll talk about night one and what happened, what have transpired, and what we have to look forward to on night two. So I appreciate you all joining us for this special edition of Wrestling in This Trash live here on Podbean. And um, we'll see you next time.